This is episode number seven, titled Extracurricular Activities During COVID-19. Hey guys, welcome back. I mean, we're back here with episode number seven, and we've taken a little break. We had to get used to the new online learning situation. Yeah, and we've recently adapted. I mean, I just started in-person school learning a week ago, and it's a completely different experience. I mean, we're all wearing masks at school, and there's Zoomers as well as uh, class people. So it's really just a weird experience. Right. And as for me, I'll be returning back to the hybrid um, learning situation uh, on Tuesday, actually. So that's three days for me. So I'm quite excited for that. Are been... oh, you returning this week? Yep. Wow, that's crazy. And I have not been back to school in six to seven months now. Since that's March. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy how much time has passed. And it's going to be really weird going back to school because some kids are staying at home while other kids are deciding to uh, learn in person. So it really just does make this right. entire situation much weirder. But on that note, we really want to talk about how you guys can stay involved, especially with extracurricular activities. Because at the end of the day, when we're applying to colleges for the next two to three years, we're not really going to be focused as much on the traditional grades and standardized tests because of COVID. Kids are, you know, colleges are going to be more looking at what kind of activities you're participating in. Right. And if we think about it, <clears throat> extracurricular, they can be outside of school too. So COVID also affects these things. And that's something we need to talk about on this COVID-based podcast. I know I say this every podcast, but it's important. And so by discussing things like clubs, internships, arts, music, sports, like Aria mentioned, yeah, um, we can like see what's available for everyone out there. Exactly. And starting on that first uh topic of clubs we've seen a lot of schools uh especially uh really start to open up their clubs again right uh, as as school goes back to in person uh in one form or another we're seeing clubs uh we, we're seeing clubs from different uh you know presidents different students they all want to get involved in one way or another so the first club uh type of club we really want to talk about are academic clubs right uh so what are some types of academic clubs we can see at schools right right so we have things like science balls decathlons Aria, I, I know you've done multiple things like that. And these are important because you can do them in school, but people make strong relationships in these like decathlons. I know I have, and I know you have too. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think the academic clubs are uh, oriented for you to get that experience of learning outside of the classroom, right? You mm -hmm. get to go into something that you're interested in, right? Like the STEM fields or right. uh, the business fields, right? Whether it be uh, a kind of STEM club or a business club, especially in the academic fields. And it lets you explore those interests without being worried about, you know, getting a grade for that and really just doing it at your own pace. Well, that's the beautiful thing about extracurriculars and in this situation, clubs, because you can choose what you're actually genuinely interested in. And instead of schools forcing us to learn these certain topics, not everyone enjoys the math, the science, the history, the English, you know what I mean? Some yeah. people enjoy, like you said, STEM, yeah, business, exactly. technology, coding, the, the list goes on, really. Yeah, and speaking of, you know, business, there you can get career-oriented clubs, right? Like, literally clubs that are going to prepare you for your future, right? So, like, speaking of, uh, last year, I, I launched Future Business Leaders of America at my school, uh, which I'm now the president of. And what's super cool about that club is that, you know, it wasn't offered before and it gives you real world experience in right. different sort of, you know, business classes that you wouldn't get, you know, like in a normal high school, uh, you know, in any normal high school. It's really just outside experience that's really unique for students. Yeah. And it's not only just limited to business, like Arya said, but things like medicine, people are interested in, you know, 
becoming a doctor or a nurse, whatever they're, and they can do these clubs based on, you know, what they're interested in, like law, the, the list goes on. We're just naming some vague things that, you know, we might talk about in the future when we're talking about career pathways, but that's a really, really awesome part about clubs. They're so individualized to the person and the student itself. And moving on, we have fun clubs, right? We, yeah. we got to mention the fun clubs. Yeah, not everything's always going to be very strict with academics or career, right? You have to uh, always, uh, you know, concern yourself that, look, you, you can have fun as well. I mean, a club is an outside school activity. You don't want to always be doing something academic that can get kind of boring. So, for example, uh, you know, there are, ch- you know, there's a chess club that you could join uh, or like even, yeah, like, you know. Heritage clubs, like. I know people have heritage clubs like Persian club, Indian club, you know, and they celebrate the culture with food, dancing, music, art. There's so many cool things about that and really like allowing the students to find people similar to them and and their interests. Yeah. And it really does create that tight in the community that you need at that school. I mean, you find people that have the same interests as you, same sort of culture. And as a result, you can really relate with them on a different level. And I think that's really important because you know, we really need to make sure that we're connecting with those people. And, you know, that that can create really, really strong bonds for the future. And the final kind of club we really, really want to talk about are the donation clubs. Right. So these can be things like, you know, blood drives, book donations, clothes, maybe even just a fundraiser, like money being sent out, equipment, whatever, right? And it's not only just for third world countries, but even in our own country, we have areas that are like, you know, really really low income and they need that extra help and support yeah and the whole idea of it is to be a charitable giving kind of organization you're helping those that are socially disadvantaged in your community with different resources right you're giving them for example uh, a blood drive through the red cross and what that does is you're making sure that you're giving back to the people in your community you know it's a way of showing respect to those that you know um really need the help that they uh might need you know and also uh you know as millen said these third world countries, it's not limited to them, right? We can have kids who just don't have the same access to education and, you know, uh, healthcare that we have. And we need to make sure that we're reaching out to these kids through, you know, donation clubs of any sorts. Okay, yeah. Um, and even just the feeling of, you know, knowing that you've donated somewhere or, you know, you've given blood or given money or fundraising. It's such an amazing feeling. And I know when I do things like that, when I give money towards a cause, you know, it brings that good energy on you. And that's something always that you should be, you know, taking part in, especially at school, having that available. That's a no brainer for me. So let's move on. We've discussed clubs, the serious and the fun. So on to internships. Now that's where it gets interesting. Yeah, internships, there's a lot of different uh, sort of fields you can explore. And uh, I I first want to talk about uh, my experiences uh, in the past two summers, and then we'll talk about Millen's experiences, and then maybe give you a more broad scope of what internships can include. So uh, my freshman summer, I actually decided to go to the U.S. House of Representatives, and I interned with a congressman there. And that gave me firsthand experience into the experience, uh, into like the, uh, into the eyes of how it is to be, right. a, you know, be a representative yeah. at, at like, uh, you know, at the United States House of Representatives. I mean, that's crazy. Like we, we sat in on congressional meetings on uh, all sorts of, um, you know, caucus meetings for different uh, senators and different representatives all uh, within the U.S. government. And although it's a very, very unique experience, it just shows you that if you go ahead and dedicate like one or two weeks of your time to, you know, finding something that you're interested in, it's going to help you become a much more successful person, right? So through that, I learned like things like such as, uh, you know, leadership, such as, uh, you know, 
um, the importance of a political uh, a political structure of our country, how that's yeah. the very fra- like the very fabric of our country, you know, having that uh, political structure, how important that is. And uh, overall, it was just a really fun experience. It gave me a lot of mm-hmm. uh, different sort of um, experiences, really, into the uh, entire realm of politics. Dude, honestly, that was so interesting. And I feel like, you know, I'm just not that type of person that's interested in that. But what you just said, it was really captivating. And I think that, again, another example of how people are so unique. Well, well what can you find, said. They can yeah. find what they want. Like, this is geared towards you. And you've gone out there and found something that you're yeah. genuinely interested in. But here's what's interesting. I wasn't actually interested in politics. I mean, here's the thing. Like, really? I, I, I did it because I thought, you know, it'd be an interesting experience to have under my belt. Like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe I can go out and do politics. Like, go figure out, like, why everyone... It's so crazy into political science and right, like right. being into government. Like, why do we do elections? What you know? Speaking of, we have like an election in a couple of months. All of that. How is it so relevant and important to people? But moving forward, like you can't be so obsessed with like, like just because you like interned in something doesn't mean that's going to be like your future job, right? No, yeah. It's just experience for later life. Like that's what I want to do later. Like maybe that might be what I want to do later in my life. It's just experience. Yeah, I mean, high school. We are fourteen through what 17, 18 years old. We're still at such a very young age. Now is the time to go out there and experience, you know, things that you want to try. And like Arya said, he may have never known that he was interested in, you know, politics. And that's maybe his thing now. We don't know. If he didn't like it, then guess what? Now he knows, you know, I'm not too interested in politics. But I'm glad that I had that experience. And, I mean, my my experience, sorry, um, this summer, you know, along with my online classes, I did an internship at this machine learning company called Inter, sorry, Feature Space. My bad. And what they do is they deal with the banking fraud, right? Very interesting. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, so fraud in the banking industry, and this is like credit card scams over the phone. So there's multiple things, and and the it's, machine learning. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of, I, I know we've heard a lot about uh, different sort of news articles about you know, uh, bank frauds and all that sort of stuff. So it's really interesting that there's a company going out there and detecting this for you. Well, it's how they're tackling it. It's not just any other banking for fraud company. Sure. It's, it's What's unique in their approach? Machine learning is basically, you know, like I studied psychology this summer and it's using the same thing. It's, it's coding a machine you know, to be able to adapt and learn from its experiences. So next time it can catch, you know, um, situations that need to be reported, like fraud, for example. Okay. So it will catch these, uh, and machine is learning. That's literally in the definition. Machine Insane. is learning these things. Wow. And is able to, you know, come back to the company and say throughout the code, well, this is fraud this is notice here. Yeah, fraud notice here, fraud notice here. And I did not, like, obviously I wasn't out there coding that. But what I did was I, I, I emailed this company and I, and I applied for the internship. And what was really interesting was that I didn't do much of the machine learning because I can't. I don't know much about of it. Of course. You're there to learn about the experience. Yeah, but... What I really focused on was the communications, the business part of it, the working together. Um, you know, I was observing people on the online calls and then I went in and and like observed the meetings and I was helping out and it was just a really, really cool experience. Um, and I learned so many, so many things from like loads of different people. Exactly. And that's what's so interesting about these internships. You can be in a coding, like you could be in a company focused on coding, 
right? And not be a computer science major or anything like that. Right. You could be someone that's completely interested in like business because in every company, there's going to be some sort of business, business. involved, right? Yep. Marketing, human Thank resources, you. finance, management, etc. All of these things are, you know, entailed in running a company and running a business. Right. So really, I think that's a great wrap up for why internships are so important. But on, on one more note, right? We know that research-based internships and labs are very popular among our STEM majors. Milan, you want to talk a little about that? Right. So, I mean, I have friends and family that have gone out, you know, research-based, like like you said, labs, different companies, um, hospitals, medical areas, and they stay yeah. and they learn and they observe just like we did, but it's in a completely different kind of workspace. And that's just in another interesting take. It's more of a hands-on kind of situation. But again, similar to what we did, research-based, they come back with this, um, you know, what do you want to call it? Like this experience, right? Yeah. And this experience, this hands-on experience. As a high schooler, I mean, as a mo- high schooler, for most of our, yeah, right? for most of our uh, listeners on this podcast, we know you guys are interested in taking uh, your learnings from high school and expanding them uh, outside of the classroom, right? So as a high schooler, doing these lab sort, sort of based activities is super impressive. And just to give you one example, my brother actually participated in the Cosmos program at UC San Diego. And there he studied like climate science for four weeks. Uh, and that gave him a super broad understanding of why and like how climate science occurs. Uh, and, you know, all of these internships are eventually going to help you sometime in your life. Just understand a concept more clearly. Right. But moving on from uh, internships, and of course, we talked about clubs earlier. Let's talk about art and music. Right. So art and music. Guys, not everyone is only focused on the academics or internships, but there's artistic people out there and so many of them. So what are some of the things that these people can try and look for during not only the time of COVID, but in time in general to help kind of apply their skills to the real world? Sure. I mean, the first thing you can do is if you're into art in any form, whether that be digital media art, whether that be drawing, whether that be painting, right, you can go dancing, to dancing, sure. drama. Uh, I mean, there's, well, there's art, like, yes, uh, the theater art. arts, and of course, theater the drawing arts. arts. Yeah, there's yeah. multiple types. So all of those things can eventually, you can use all of those skills and go take an art class or go to an art school, right? And what is that going to do? That's going to develop your skills and let you become a better and more, you know, skillful person right at that at that uh, yeah. craft right whatever it might be you're going to go take your those craft. classes exactly you're going to go take those classes and develop them and a first-hand experience i've had was um with my sister actually uh, and she went to a performing arts school in santa Ana, and she really really loved it and she was there for years uh, and then recently she was working with the high school osha right? wow and you know, and that's I the that Orange County oh, School of yeah. Arts, right? Wow. Over the summer, it was amazing. She did multiple pieces with them, and you know, unfortunately, she wasn't able to get in because they were not letting any students in due to you know having limited kids for COVID. They can only allow the kids that were already there and the people who lived in the Santa Ana region. But you know, moving on from that, guys, there's so many things. There's classes, like just straight up classic like stores that are available. There's programs yeah. with you know, actual, you can, it's a lot of self-teaching too, right? You can literally go, uh, I know we've talked about this a lot of times and you guys are probably all sick of being on your computer like nine hours a day, but there are online classes and there are tutorials and different like free resources out there that can really easily let you develop those skills with your own ease, right? But of course, going in person and doing different activities, that experience can't be matched. So if you can go out there safely, social distance and take those classes and learn in order to become a better artist or a better performer, 
go ahead and do it because those experiences yeah. are going to be priceless. Well, I mean, the last kind of thing in our arts or performance is going to be music. And yeah. really, the tough thing about that is you, you have to be there in person, especially like orchestras or bands. Yeah, because you can't they, be timing yeah. on Zoom like, oh, no, it's your turn to go. It's it's, gonna you're going to have delays. You're going to have all sorts of issues. Yeah. Music is such a difficult craft to master on its own. And doing it with like a band or an orchestra can be 10 times harder, right? I mean, like 10 times harder, like online, right? Oh, right. Yeah. Right, right. So doing yeah, it in person, you definitely in need, person, that you need that yeah. synchrony. You need okay. that. We're on the same. Yeah, point. we need that beat. Uh, you need. Yeah, you definitely need all of those things to work together rhythm, in yeah. one flow. I mean, when we when Millen and I used to uh, partake in band when we were like in middle yeah. school. You play the trumpet. I play the trombone. Yeah, we both played brass instruments. And what was so interesting about that is that we realized that we needed to practice songs and like different sorts of, uh, you know, yeah, songs really, especially hundreds in, of times in person with other people. Yes. And if you didn't do that, we would like not be good to go. Like you need to do warm ups, you need to do songs. But I guess the main idea of all of this is that you need practice and you need to be in person if you want to develop your skills as a musician, unless obviously you can practice at home uh, and record but yourself. Even then it just depends on your home environment. Like we've mentioned earlier, you know, people might not have the space, the room might be too loud. Or even it might be too loud. Yeah, Siblings, exactly. Like blowing you your know. trumpet in your room is yeah. going to be annoying. I remember things like that. It's just not not the not the smartest thing to do. Yeah. So moving on, we have the sports. We spend a little bit of time. I mean, sorry, moving on from the from the arts and the music, we have sports. Yeah. So there's a lot of parts to sports. There's a lot of things we need to take into consideration. Sports have been really weird this year. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And like with everything going on, especially, um, you know, COVID has disrupted sports altogether because we haven't even right. had anyone be, you know, playing sports since March. Yeah, I mean, not only disrupting, can we just talk about the importance of sports? Because me and you both, you know, we've played soccer all throughout high school so far in middle school in club teams. Right. So me and you, Absolutely. we love yeah. sports, playing soccer. And these sports. Yes. Yeah, so what makes them what also important? Yeah. Well, there's a couple things. Number one, they are pivotal to your mental health uh, it's not to your your physical health and your mental health right first of all you are um you are accelerating your uh mind and body by playing sports i mean you're becoming a stronger and fitter person but at the same time you're becoming mentally more happy right it's a it's a relief it's like a it's a release yes, my bad. a yes, release yes, after yes. school or you know things like that and one more really important thing i just wanted to note is friendships right i mean before we talk about that, like, I think the the mental health aspect of, you know, having friends um, on a team or even just being able to go out and exercise, you know, during the school day, I don't know about you, but I would have practice at the end of the day. And, you know, by the end of the day, you're stressed out, you're tired, you're, you're full of all the, you know, feelings that you've had throughout the day. And right? especially now, right? I mean, usually you'd be in school. I mean, that's a little more normal. We've literally on our computers all day sitting in front of right, our desk. Right. So I feel like that home. tension is built up even and more. Yeah, like I feel like like for me, after three PM hits on the clock, I go out and take a run or something, or I'll go like do a workout because I cannot stand being, you know, stuck at home for nine to ten hours and then going on my computer after to do something fun. I mean it's too much screen time. Yeah, guys, honestly, if I'm on my computer, if I'm inside, or if I have not worked out in about, you know, two, three days consistently it just turns out really 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 bad for me and you know you just get more frustrated and easily angered so especially when you're at school guys you can get angry very easily you know frustrated with the work 
you know, studying. And on a side note, you can easily get frustrated, uh, you know, being back in person. It's it's a frustration wearing a mask 24-7. I mean, it's definitely a really hard thing, hard habit to keep up. So you need to obviously have that release. And second of all, sports have been very interesting this year because teams have been socially distanced uh, when they practice. I mean, how is that working? I mean, teams aren't even able to, like, you know, Give fist bumps, do like team exercises. It's much harder because everyone's social distance. Right. And I know you had practice uh, socially distance, right? Yeah. So about that, I mean, we discovered how. I mean, we talked about how important soccer is, or not soccer, sports to our mental health, right? So now we talk about practice. They're finally beginning practices, and you know they're socially distancing, and that could even furthermore affect the practices, you know, and how the teams are able to work as a group, work together. And, you know, actually being able to get the job done, getting the athletes trained, getting them fit, ready for the season, right? Yeah, and speaking of seasons, right, we have no idea how the schedules are looking given COVID, right? Yeah. I mean, literally winter sports, uh, I mean, normal fall sports have been pushed into the winter, and normal winter sports have been pushed into the spring. Right. And then these spring sports are faced to uh, forced to also be with the other winter sports, yeah. right? I so mean, it's a lot of mumble jumble with the seasons uh, in the current situation. But I think the main positive message we have to take out of it is that we're still luckily able to train even in such uh, harsh environments with COVID going on. Uh, And we have to make that effort, you know, especially being outside and socially distanced. I think practicing for sports and playing sports is still a possibility uh, for this in next year. Yeah, it's all about making that adjustment so you feel comfortable in this, you know, changed environment. You know, you're trying to get back to that normal feel that you had before and it's tough for everyone because they're all in different mental states, um, you know, from this pandemic and from being inside all the time. But, you know, sports, again, vital. We, well, we both agree that it's important. And, you know, schools having sports only like twice a week, that's something that, you know, it's crazy to think about. But at the same time, you need to also go out and do your own exercise. I mean, outside of even sports, of course, sports are very important for teamwork and uh, a lot of leadership and, you know, development skills, but you should try and do something every day to keep right. your physical health. Going on a walk with your family or your dog or even a run, yeah. weight, just depends on the person again. Anything, anything but to keep anything. you moving, but yeah. um, that that's the main idea. And uh, just to kind of do a recap of today's episode, we really wanted to just discuss some basic extracurricular activities you guys can participate in. So, for example, we discussed clubs. Right, clubs internships i gave you some examples and how you know diverse they can be and it's not just specific to one type of person and one type of interest you can find different interests in just one internship yeah i mean the next one was what so yeah we discussed the clubs uh, as milan was discussing the internships uh such as you know tech politics business mm-hmm. uh arts and music you know really developing those skills after school with classes and of course sports as we just covered yeah well, all these are important. You know, we have the academic side, we have the fun side. But guys, that's our episode for today. We really enjoyed sharing the extracurricular activities with you guys. And please, please, please take into consideration, you know, some of these ideas that we've given out um, and some of these examples that we've done ourselves. Yeah. So honestly, if you guys feel inspired or by any means want to just go do something, go ahead, start a club at your school. You know, go participate in an internship yeah. this go- school year or this summer. Yeah, go join that team, go, you know, try that new experience. And you're never going to know until you actually do it. Yeah, even if COVID's going on, you guys can always try something new to continue growing and developing as people. Right. Next episode, we'll be having a Q&A. So please tune in for that. Thank you for listening. All right. Goodbye, guys.